All right. All right. Well, um, many years ago, uh, my wife and I had just moved to the state of Colorado, and I was working for this electrical contracting company, and I was a shop grunt. Now, if you don't know what a shop grunt is, it is the person who does all the tasks that no one else wants to do. And that was what I got to do. It was a wonderful job. And uh, I cleaned out, like, oil containment areas, uh, did parts running all over the city. I was out in, like, negative, like, zero temperatures, sub-zero temperatures, not negative zero, that doesn't make sense, sub-zero temperatures, uh, and, like, binding metal fencing together. Like, it was just all the worst jobs, right? And so that was my job, not to mention the fact that I was highly persecuted because I believed in Jesus. I mean, I, it was, those guys were just harsh, harsh on me. And so uh, it was a rough environment. And, uh, and I remember we were in just a hard season, and we were just praying and talking to God. And we're like, man, God, like, what do we do? And finally, when we kind of got over ourselves a little bit, uh, God reminded us of three truths, and we said them to each other every single morning. Uh, we woke up and we said, hey, today is the best day. Today's going to be the best day. And what we meant by that was we can choose how to respond to our context. Uh, we don't have to, just like last week, we don't have to align to our context. We can choose how we're going to respond to it. And so we said today's going to be the best day because we're choosing for it to be so. And we said we're going to love people well. And then we're go everything we do, we're going to do for the glory of God. And so those three things every morning, today's the best day, we're going to love people well, and everything we do, we do for the glory of God. And so from that point forward, it's amazing how things begin to shift, <laughs> and things got better. Um, and so one day, there's a guy that I was working with and praying for uh, and uh, just reaching out to, talking to, building a relationship with, and, uh, and we were doing a fast with our church. Uh, 21 day prayers and fasting. So, uh, so at lunchtime during the fast, I had 30 minutes. So I jump in my car, drive like a half a minute down to a parking area, park my car, turn on worship music, just kind of pray and worship the Lord, and just kind of write down whatever God put on my heart, and then come back to work. And so I was doing it every day for three weeks. And so finally, the guy I was working with is like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> He's like, "He knows we only have 30 minutes." He's like, "What? You you're never here for lunch. Where are you going?" And I just told him. I was like, well, we're, our church is doing this prayer and fasting, so I, I take that lunchtime to, to fast and to just and pray and talk to God, and then I write down the things that God's speaking to me in a journal, and, and, uh, and that's what I do. And he goes, God speaks to you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally speaks to me. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's told me some things about you. And he goes, wait, What? It's amazing how things shifted really quickly. <laughs> he goes, wait, what, what, what has he said? <laughs> so I went from like, from like not believing it at all to like suddenly like believing it. Um, it was so funny. And, uh, and I was like, well, let me go. And so I went and grabbed my journal because I had been praying for him. I said, God, how do you want me to pray for him? And so God gave me some things to pray. And so I shared with him some of the things that God gave me to pray over him. And his face was pale. Like just, and he's like, he goes, that, man, that's crazy poop, man. He didn't say poop. He's like, that's, that's crazy poop, man. And I'm like, was that pretty accurate? And he goes, that's crazy poop. That's crazy. And so, uh, and I said, 
I just felt like the Lord said, I want you, I want you to tell him why he's still running from me. And I said, so when are you going to say yes to Jesus, man? He clearly loves you. He's thinking about you. He's asking me to pray for you. When are you going to say yes to him? And then he said, I don't know, I need to. He's like, I need to, I don't know, man. And this guy never was personal, never got, never shared anything. He was very quiet. Um, and he just had this moment of vulnerability of sharing his life. And then we ended up becoming friends and like uh, went out on a double date with him and his wife, my wife and I. And it was just amazing to see how God started working in his life. He was smiling and laughing and it was pretty powerful. But you notice how he responded to, to hearing me say that God speaks, right? Like, what, do you speak from heaven? Do you give you a sign and toast or something? Like, what was it? How did, how did God speak to you, you know? Like, God speaking, yeah, whatever, right? But then you notice how it shifted really quickly when it became personal. So I think there's something in us we think God speaking to us is this ethereal thing, but then if we really think about it, we do believe that it's true, that he can and that he will in our heart of hearts. And so that's the title of my message today. God speaks. God speaks. Let's pray over the word. Lord Jesus, we ask God that you will this morning speak to us through your word. Father, I just pray that anything that comes from my mouth, Lord, that, that comes from me will, will come to nothing, Lord, but that your words will remain and bear fruit that remains, Lord, in our lives. Lord, that it will transform us like it always does. Lord, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So today we are actually kicking off a new series called Ears to Hear. Ears to hear, and we're going to take a deep dive a little bit into hearing the voice of God. How do we hear God's voice? Um, because God is speaking to us, but how do we hear his voice? Are, are we listening to his voice? Again, sometimes when we view this idea of God speaking, it's like, oh, that's God speaking. Yeah, well, sure, yeah, God speaks, but he only speaks to like the spiritual ninjas. You know what I mean? Like only the professionals they're the only ones that hear God's voice, you know what I mean? He doesn't speak to just regular old Joe. He speaks to those. But no, that's, that's not true. God speaks to all of his people. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. And so we hear the voice of God. When, when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, it, it describes him as a counselor, as a teacher, as a guide. Well, how can he do that if he's not speaking to us, teaching us, guiding us, counseling us? So God does speak, but a lot of times it becomes this thing that we're like, oh, well, that's, that's for them, not for me. But this series, we're going to dive into that. How do we cultivate and foster hearing ears? As Jesus said, ears to hear. He said, um, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So how do we cultivate that listening ear uh, so we can hear the voice of God? So that's what this series is going to be all about. Um, but today I want to take a moment and I want to look in scripture because it's all over the Bible that God speaks. And then, of course, the Bible itself is God speaking to us. And so that, that in and of itself is God's voice. Um, but all throughout scripture, 
God has been speaking from the beginning of time, all throughout human history, he's been speaking to his people. The Bible begins in Genesis with God speaking to the void and saying what? Let there be light, right? Let there be light, and then there was light. God spoke, and then suddenly light came into being, and that's the power of God's words. His, his words have power to create, to transform, to make something out of nothing, and the same is true in our lives. And God, so God speaks, and he says, let there be light, and God speaks, and he spoke, and he spoke, and he spoke, and then creation, the world came into being because God, what, spoke, and then it came to being, and then God created Adam with the, the only man on the earth with the ability to speak and to hear. And there was no other people. So why did God do that? Because God intended for us to have a relationship with himself to hear his voice and to speak to him, to communicate just like every relationship we have in our lives, for it to be a two-way relationship, not one way, not just us talking to him, but him also responding and speaking to us. And so at the very beginning, that was God's intent, and it still is the same today. And so God was speaking to Adam and Eve. God spoke throughout the Old Testament. He spoke to Abraham when he called him to go to a land that he's going to show him. And God spoke to Abraham. And then God spoke to Isaac and spoke to Jacob. And he spoke to Joseph through dreams. And then God spoke to Moses, right, through the burning bush in the book of Exodus. He speaks to him there. And then the Bible even says that Moses met face-to-face with God, speaking like to a friend. Man, I I want that. (laughs) I want to experience God like that, right? And so, so he had this intimate relationship with the Lord, Moses. And then it goes on, and God speaks to his people through the commands, through his commandments, God speaks to Joshua and meets him, says, be strong and of good courage. Everywhere your foot treads this land, I'm going to give it to you. Don't turn aside. Let this word not depart from your lips. Right? And so God speaks to Joshua. And then God continues to speak throughout the Old Testament. He speaks to Samuel. Samuel is the last of the judges and the first of the prophets. And he was a little boy. We talked about the kids up here this morning. Samuel was a little boy in the temple when God spoke to him, he was going to sleep at night. God woke him up. He didn't want him to sleep, I guess. But he was going to sleep. And God says, Samuel. He's like, huh? And he goes over to the priest. He goes, Eli, did you call for me? Eli's like, no. Go back to bed. He's <laughs> like, okay. He goes back to bed. Samuel. He goes over to Eli. Hey, Eli, did you call for me? He's like, Nope, still didn't call for you. Go back to bed. Sounds like kids waking us parents up right in the middle of the night. You parents, you know how this is. Can I get a glass of water? So he goes back to bed. Third time, Samuel goes, Eli, did you call me? He's like, okay, something's up here. He said, all right, next time you hear, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Samuel goes back. He hears it again. Samuel. And then the little boy says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And then what happens? God speaks to him. At a young age, as a child, and God's speaking to him, and he's hearing the voice of God. 
But what did he say? What, what did he have to say? Speak, Lord, your servant is what? Listening. I'm listening now. God speaks. See it in Samuel. See it with David, with Solomon, his dream. God spoke to him in a dream. See it with all the prophets, Elijah and Elisha speaking what God was saying, demonstrating his power to the people. Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel were prophets. They, they, God spoke to them through words, but also through visions. They had prophetic visions and saw like visions of heaven, incredible stuff. God spoke to them in, in that way. So many different ways that God has spoken to his people. Jeremiah and the minor prophets, God speaking to them and warning the people, saying, in his mercy, saying, warning them, hey, repent, come back to me. If you keep on going this way, you're going to destroy yourself. Don't do it. God speaking to his people. And then you have the New Testament, John the Baptist. God spoke to him and said, this is how you know who the Son of God's going to be. You're going to see the Spirit of God descend upon him. And so God spoke to John the Baptist. And then he was able to know who Jesus was, that he was the Son of God, because God spoke to him. And then Jesus, Jesus said, the only things that I say are what I hear the Father saying. That's all that I say. I only speak what I hear the Father saying saying. That's a pretty intimate relationship. So he heard the Father. Clearly, he heard the voice of God, and he's our example. Firstborn firstborn among many brethren, right? We're predestined to be conformed into the image of God's Son, Romans 8, 29. So we're supposed to be like Jesus, and Jesus only said what he heard the Father saying. So clearly, he heard the voice of God. And then the disciples heard the voice of God firsthand because they heard it from Jesus, the Son of God. So they were hearing God's voice. And then the book of Acts, you see the Holy Spirit speaking to the disciples and the people of God, leading them, directing them with specificity even, saying, don't go here, go here. So God, all this to say, God speaks and is still speaking today. He's still speaking today. And I've heard so many incredible testimonies and and experienced so many moments where God gave somebody a word for, for me and came up to me and shared it with me. And it was like exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And it ministered to my life. I can't tell you how many times my wife has been praying for someone and God gave her like a picture of something and then she shared it with them and then she didn't even know what it meant and they're like, they start crying. She's like, oh, okay, you know, because God is still speaking to his people. So why is it so important for us to hear the voice of God? Why, why do we need to? Well, it's, as I said earlier, it's amazing how powerful just one word spoken from the mouth of God can be. And when I say one word, I literally sometimes mean one individual word. One word can transform our life when it's spoken from God's lips. One word can bring deliverance and freedom. One word can bring healing and restoration. One word can reconcile relationships. It's amazing when it's spoken from God's mouth, one word can transform our life. 
And I've heard so many testimonies to this. I've experienced it myself. One word from the lips of God can change us, can bring life, can bring freedom, can bring deliverance. We need to hear the voice of God, desperately. We need to, and the Bible even makes this clear. Jesus even said it, that we were meant to, we were created to live off of his words, to literally live off of the words that come from his mouth. Matthew chapter four, verse one, says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse two, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I believe that that is apparent. Number three, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So first, he responds with, it is written, the word of God. So he quotes God's word at the enemy And then he says, secondly, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He says, man shall live by the words that come from God's mouth. That we live, literally gain life from the words of God. That his words bring life to us. We we need desperately to hear and stay connected to the voice of God. John... um, John 6, 63 says, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. This is Jesus talking. Words spoken by the mouth of God are a life source for us. They literally bring life to us. And then in John 6, later on in that same passage, Peter is talking to Jesus. Simon Peter answered in verse 68, said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. You have the words of eternal life. Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. And you shall live. Man shall not live by bread, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. How do we experience the life of God? The words of God. His words are life. So when we hear him, life comes. We're connected to the life of God. When Jesus said you might have life in all of its fullness, what he was talking about was himself. He is life. So when we're connected to him and we're connected to his words and what God is saying, then we're connected to life itself. And in any situation, we can find life if we can hear the words of God. God can speak one word, and in the most dry and barren place, life can spring. So no matter what season of life you find yourself in, maybe you're in that kind of a season, a dry place, a barren place, you feel parched, even in the most barren place, when God speaks, life can spring up. And it only, can, it only takes a word. So we 
stay connected to the life of God by, by staying connected to his voice and hearing his voice. So we need to hear the voice of God. And God wants us to hear his voice for a number of different reasons. There's a lot of reasons why God wants us to hear him, but there's a couple that I want to mention this morning. Number one, why God wants us to hear him is for intimacy so that we may know him. John 17, 3, Jesus says that eternal life is to what? Know God. That is life. It's knowing him. And that word know literally means intimacy, like personally known, very close, unity. And that's the vision of our church, that we would be one with Jesus, fully alive and fully devoted to God. And that's what Jesus wants. That's what he's inviting us into. But he says that comes through the words of God. He wants us to hear him so that we might know him. Not just know of him, but know him personally. Know who he is. Connect with him on a personal level. God wants us to know him because he wants us to have life in all of its fullness because of his love for us. So intimacy is number one. Another reason for hearing God, number two, is introduction, that others may know him. Why does God want us to hear his voice? So that they, people out there that don't know Christ, so that they may know him. So that they can taste and see that the Lord is good. So that they can experience the life that comes from just one word, the freedom that comes from the words of Jesus. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. A word in season to him who is weary. That's what God wants to do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of times in my life where I'm not tuning in. I'm not listening and so you know what God does? He speaks to me through someone else. <laughs> and he encourages me or he points me back to himself through someone who is willing to speak for him. And that's what can happen when we're hearing the voice of God. God can speak to you a word in season. Tim, who is weary? Maybe it's a coworker, like that guy that I worked with in Colorado. Just a word. I've heard so many awesome stories of people, um, whether like they're at Walmart or something, and they, they see a person, and God tells them, hey, just go tell them that I love them. I mean, I've heard so many stories about this. It's something simple like that. Just, I, I love them. And they're like, God, I don't want to say that. That's weird. I'm at Walmart shopping right now. I don't want to be like, hey, uh, I know you're looking at chips, but uh, God says he loves you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that, God. And he's like, do it. And, so, and then and, and Katie told, had a story like this, and it's a great story, but goes to the person, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt you in your shopping, you know, um, but I just felt like God wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And in that moment, just tears. And typically, the story goes, I prayed and said, God, show me that you're real. Have, I want you to speak to me. Tell someone to tell me that you love me. Whatever. Something specific. And then what do you know? 
in a moment, someone responds, they hear God, they're open to hear. They say yes, they have courage, and then they speak, and then someone's life is transformed. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful? That's because the God that we serve is alive. He's alive. He's living and active right now. He's in the room here. He's here, and he lives here, alive in us. And he's speaking, and he's loving all the people that we see. He loved them enough to die on the cross for them. And that God who loves these, every single person on the planet is living in us. And when we're open, that love can be poured out through us to the people around us. How awesome of a privilege is that to partner with God in that way? So God speaks to us for a couple of different reasons, intimacy and introductions. So we know, we, we understand, hey, we need to hear God's voice. We need it. His words are life. They are spirit and they are life for us so that we can know him, so he can speak to us and for others. So, and we know that God speaks. So then the question is, why aren't we hearing him? I mean, you know, in my own life, why, why am I not hearing the voice of God? If, if, if God is always speaking, if I know I need to hear the voice of God, then why am I not always hearing him? What's, what's in the way? What's the obstruction? Why, why is that? Isaiah 50, let's go back to Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5 says, The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. And listen to this. He wakens me morning by morning awakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. The message translation says this. He wakes me up, opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. The master God opened my ears and I didn't go back to sleep. I didn't pull the covers back over my head. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Another translation says, are you listening to this? Really listening. And that's it. What it comes down to, God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Are we listening for him? Are, are we taking a moment to hear what God is saying? And that's what, we, that's what I want to dive into over the few, next few weeks is how do we cultivate the art of listening to God. Isaiah 28, 33 says, listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. You know what's amazing about God, though? The grace of God is that it's not like we have to, like I said, be spiritual ninjas. It's not like we have to climb this mountain of righteousness. And when we reach the summit of the mountain of righteousness, then we can hear God's voice. That's not the way it works. So many times in our lives, so many times, we can be running from God. We can be completely ignoring God, just abandon, abandoning God in our life for months, for years, whatever it is. And then in a moment, we can turn our attention to him 
in humility and turn our attention to God. And in that moment, God speaks to us immediately. That's the grace of God. And immediately he speaks that word that we need to hear, that encouragement that we need, that word that lifts us up. And it doesn't take this long journey back to him. We just turn our attention to God. And in a moment, he'll speak to us. So where does this all begin? How, does, how do we start this journey of hearing God? Hearing God, I believe, ultimately begins with two things. Faith and value. Faith and value. First of all, what value do we place on the voice of God, on hearing God? Like, do we esteem it? Do we, do we take it as like, man, this is something I need. I'm desperate. Like Jesus said, I need his voice. I need to hear him. Like, I need it because his words bring life. What, what value do we place on hearing the voice of God? Because we can acknowledge, hey, yeah, that's important. Yeah, we should hear God. And there's so many different things in our lives that we say, yeah, that's important. That's valuable. But do we, are we pursuing it? Are we actively pursuing hearing God's voice? Or are we just kind of chalking it up as a value? It starts with valuing because we're only going to take time to listen if we truly esteem God's voice and, and value it in our lives. Otherwise, we're not going to try to listen for God's voice because we don't value that. And so it starts with our value. And I think with any value, uh, it, it starts at the base level of just building awareness. Right? This is interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Awareness. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to hear more about God's voice. I want to look into that. We ponder it. We think about it. We dive into it. And then eventually, it becomes a value in our hearts of like, yeah, we, I agree. This is important. That every single person needs to hear the voice of God. Right? But then there's this gap with any value in our life, whether it's good finances or whatever. There's a gap between saying something is important, and then actively pursuing it in our life. And you can see it here. We have a value, like we say, hey, this is important. We should all have it. We should, we should all hear God's voice. But then going to that next step of reprioritizing our life around it and saying, I'm shifting my entire life around this idea of hearing God. I'm actively pursuing it. I'm changing my habits and routines so that I make space to hear God's voice. And there's this huge gap in reprioritizing something in our life, and it's action. It's putting it into practice. And listen, it could take years and years for something to really become a value, a foundational value of our life. But my hope is this, throughout this series, as we dive into this, that we start that process. We start the process of actively pursuing hearing God's voice in our life as a church family. This becomes a value for us to take time and to listen and to hear the voice of God. And it, we just start that journey. I remember I was, uh, I was actually at my other job this week and it was a late night and um, and I was preparing, actually, for this message. And I was like, man, God, I don't know if I feel qualified to talk about this because I'm not really taking a lot of time to like, just sit 
and listen for your voice. You know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm, I should be talking about this because I just, just feel like I'm not doing that right now. I'm just not spending a whole lot of time hearing your voice. And, and then God was like, no, he's like, he's like, you are. And I'm like, I am? And then I'm like, oh, we're talking right now. Okay, that, that, that's okay. I see, I see what you're saying. Um, but but I, was, I was just sitting at, at work, and it was, it was late, and I was tired. And I was just like, man, God, I was like, I just... I asked God that you just, you just give me strength. And then, I, and then God just started telling me about this, this song. It's called Jireh. I don't know if you ever heard it. Um, but the chorus of the song is talking about Jehovah Jireh, Lord our provider. And he says, Jireh, you are enough. He says, I will be content in every circumstance because I know that Jireh, you are enough. And I, I, was, I started singing the song, and I didn't know I was, you know I mean? You know how you hum songs or whatever, and you're kind of just singing, but you don't really recognize what you're singing? And I was singing it, and then I heard myself in that moment of being super tired and, like, ready for the day to be over and not feeling great, and I heard myself singing, and I will be content in every circumstance because I know that you are enough. And I, I heard the words of the song, and God was just like, yes. And in that moment, I just felt the presence of God in that place of I was just weak. I came to the end of myself, but God was speaking through this random song that I just started humming to myself. It just goes to show you wherever you're at, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. God is speaking and he wants you to hear him. He wants you to have the life that comes from his words. No matter where you are at in the value system or in the process, or maybe you haven't even started even pondering or thinking about hearing God, every one of us in this room has heard the voice of God. I guarantee you, you've heard it. You might not recognize that it was God speaking to you. But you've heard his voice. And God is inviting us, I really believe as a church, he is inviting us into a season of life where we're hearing his voice. Maybe even on a day-to-day basis. Whether it's for us, whether it's for someone else, that we're just hearing the voice of God. And we're connected with him in that way. So I want to close with this. Where, where do you feel like you're at today? Do you, do you feel that maybe, that you, maybe, maybe you're, you're a person who's like, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God. I don't think God's ever spoken to me. Or maybe you're at a place where it's been a long time. Like, yeah, I, there have been times where God's spoken in my life, but I'm in that dry place. I feel like I'm in that barren place. Man, yes, I absolutely, I want to hear, I need to hear the voice of God. Or maybe you might think, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can, if I can hear God. Maybe other people can, but I don't know if I can. Or maybe, maybe you hear God's voice every, every single day. Wherever you're at, the Holy Spirit knows exactly where you are 
and God will meet you in that place. And so if you're here and you're saying, I don't know, I don't know if I really believe, I don't know if I have faith, I don't know if I, I believe that God will speak to me. The Bible says that God will literally give you faith. One of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of faith. That's what's amazing. Even when we don't have faith to believe, God will give us faith. That's how good he is. So he'll give you faith. If you're like, I don't have time. It's amazing how whether you're at work or you're driving to somewhere or you're in the middle of a conversation, God can speak in any context. It doesn't take a lot of time for him to speak a word in season to him who is weary. So you're like, maybe I don't have time. God will speak to you if we turn our attention to him. So everyone just bow your heads, close your eyes. And I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit, God, where, where am I right now in my life? In this journey of hearing you, where, where do I find myself? God, where am I at? And just ask God, God, what are you saying to me? What, what are you, what do you have for me? Maybe you want to ask God for faith. He'll give you faith to believe that you can hear him. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's space. Maybe it's just one word. You just need a time of refreshing that will come from the presence of the Lord. Maybe you're the one who needs a word in season because you're feeling weary. Wherever you are, Jesus, one word from Jesus. can bring life. Holy Spirit, we ask God that you will speak to us this morning. Maybe God was speaking to you in something that I said today. Maybe God spoke to you in a worship song this morning. Holy Spirit, will you speak to us today? Give us ears to hear what you're saying. We want to be a church that is marked by hearing the voice of God, whether it's for us, whether it's for someone else. Intimacy or an introduction, God, we, we want to hear you. We want to hear your words. So, Father, will you speak to us today? We take this moment right now, God, we quiet our hearts.
something specific. He might tell you to go to a scripture. He might speak just one word. Peace. Joy. Rest. Whatever it is. You might not hear anything. Let's take a moment. Create space. It might be a feeling. Who knows? So we're going to respond and worship again right now. If you, you can stand here, if you can stay seated, whatever you want to do, whatever posture you want to take, we're going to sing another song of worship. But let's just continue to have this posture of hearing God for the next couple of minutes to respond. just pray for every, every one of us here, Lord God, that we will all 
have ears to hear, God, that our ears will be open to hear what you're saying to us, Father. Oh God, our shepherd, God, that we are your sheep and we hear your voice and we follow you. And so God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And Lord Jesus, as we hear you, God, I just pray for the strength and the grace to say yes to your truth. But as you speak it to us, God, that we say yes in response to it. Okay, we thank you, God, for your love and your care for us. We thank you, God, for the power of your voice and for the life that it brings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, God is good. Amen. He is so good. Well, I'm excited about next week. We're going to continue in this series. And uh, we're actually, next week, we're going to talk about all the the noises, the other voices that we're hearing in our lives and how to turn those down so we can turn God up and really tune into him. So I'm excited about that. Um, Love you guys. I appreciate you all. And I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week.